Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries, where we discuss various topics like pop culture, news, politics, and more. I am the host of this podcast, and my name is Shakira. Now, before we get into today's episode, I want to say, first of all, welcome back. If this is not your first time hearing my voice, if you tune in regularly every week, every other week, every other month, I don't care. If you've heard me before, thank you for tuning in for a brand new episode. And if it's your first time hearing my voice, thank you you welcome to the podcast and I hope I really do hope that you go ahead and subscribe so you'll be notified every single time we have a new episode which is every Tuesday at 9 a.m. so you all know how this goes we're gonna have our carefree updates a brief little break and then our topic of the day All right, so there is a new Daria spinoff coming. It is coming, y'all. I never thought I would see the day. And if you don't know what Daria is, Daria was a 90s cartoon, and I personally loved it. I was a kid watching it, uh, probably didn't understand 90% of what was going on in the cartoon, but right now I watch it on Hulu all the time. But anyway, it's coming back, and Tracy Ellis Ross, one of my favorite people on the earth, will be executive producing it and she will also be voicing the character Jody. Um and Jody in the original Daria, she was like the only black girl on the show to be honest. But Jody was ridiculously smart and she was equally like bordering on sarcasm all the time. So I can't wait to see what the cartoon comes out looking like. And since we are speaking of comebacks, Sony Pictures Animation announced um last week that the boondocks is coming back as well um the boondocks had their final season in 2014 but they said the show is coming back with a modern take so i can't wait to see what that's looking like as well the only thing i'm kind of questioning is if regina king will be coming back to voice huey and riley because if you did not know regina king was the voice of both of the brothers um and i know the original creator aaron is on board so it's gonna be lit regardless but uh, i just i don't know i'm kind of hesitant because there's a lot of like heightened sensitivity right now so i know it's gonna take you know it's gonna take some getting used to for some people and it may very well get some backlash but some battles I do believe are worth fighting and that show is one that deserves to be back on air and I still think of the R. Kelly episode all the time and just how freaking spot on it was with the situation this year and it's just wild to me how accurate that episode is but Anyway, we'll see how that goes as far as their comeback. And again, while we're on the subject of comebacks, Baby Fat is back. I never thought that I would be saying this. I never thought I would see the day that I would be talking about Baby Fat being back. But it is. And it's back with a collaboration with Forever 21. I saw some people saying like, oh, it's going to be cheap. Why do they join Forever 21? But don't be you know dismayed because this was just their first collaboration welcoming back building the hype up but i did see some things that said that they will be releasing more items more you know jewelry ready to wear clothing items and things of that nature via their own channel so via babyfat.com because she did buy babyfat back because if you remember baby fat was with um fat farms and when russell simmons sold it baby fat with along went along with it so she bought it back and i am just so happy and so excited to see 
what it's going to be, you know, in this new generation. I did order two items, I believe, two items. Some of it was not really my style, but I got two items just to, you know, get the vibes back going. So I'm excited to see what that is going to be like. Now, in more serious news, prosecutors have dropped all criminal charges in the Flint water crisis case. Um, And this is what grapevine.com had to say. After the years, Flint, Michigan residents have spent living without a drop of safe water from their taps and the millions of dollars spent on a probe to bring those responsible to justice. State prosecutors Thursday announced that they are throwing the whole case out and starting all over. Despite assurances from Michigan Solicitor General Fadwa Haman and Wayne County Prosecutor Kim Worthy that investigators are still committed to working to find the answers the citizens of Flint deserve, residents were stunned at the turn of events. And that is according to the Associated Press. So it continues on. It says eight current and former officials have faced criminal charges for their alleged roles in creating the Flint water crisis. The years long crisis began in 2014 when the state appointed city manager decided to change Flint's water source to the Flint River to save money. Mm. But the river water was not treated so that it would corrode the city's lead pipelines, um, thus allowing toxic lead to leach into the people's water supply. Despite years of complaints from residents about the smell and taste of their drinking water, state and local officials did nothing. So here we are five years later and Flint still does not have clean water. And the prosecution says, oh, let's just start from scratch. So I don't know, man. I just don't know. But Shout out to Jaden Smith, who has been super committed to placing his own portable water filtration systems in Flint um, to help out the people that live there. And I actually have way more updates to give y'all. If you've been watching the news, um, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to leave this where it is because I don't want this to start sounding like the evening news because you come here to this podcast for a reason. So I'm going to move on to our quick break and then we'll be back for our topic of the day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So last week, I mentioned that I was heading to Atlanta for the Summit 21 conference and your girl is back. I had such a great time, honestly, truly. But um, on my way back home, my friends and I, um, we were having a conversation and it's kind of what sparked what would be the next episode in this series of Don't Be a Bird. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go back two episodes and work your way back here so you'll be all caught up. But anyway, you all know the first episode was about dropping your bird friends. Last week's episode was fight or flight and what that is and what we can do to really lower our levels of stress, etc, etc. But this week is what I am going to call building a nest. So let me give you a little backstory so you can be we can be on the same page here. So in the car on the way home from the conference, my friends and I, we were talking and one of them 
she was just like, you know, I really don't see Atlanta for you because I've been talking about moving to Atlanta, y'all. Um, and she was just like, I really don't see Atlanta for you. I can see you in LA instead. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm definitely leaning towards Atlanta for more so economical reasons than anything else. Like, I love the South. The cost of living is lower in the South. California, I love California, but California is having like an influx of wildfires right now, you know. But anyway, I have time to decide on where I want to move like in the coming months. But while we were having this conversation, I thought of two things in particular that I wanted to share with you in this episode. But both of them will be in the context of building a nest for yourself. But first, why do birds build nests? Well, birds build nests for their young. We know this, basically. But because I'm low-key a sucker for, and y'all know this about me, like I'm a sucker for information that isn't necessarily necessary to know. Um, So I'm going to share this quick little tidbit about birds and their nests. And this info is coming from nestwatch.org, which is a site hosted by Cornell University that is solely dedicated to birds. Yes, just a whole website about birds. But anyway... It says this about birds and their nests. Nests provide a safe place for eggs and young birds to develop. Bird nests are extremely diverse, although each species typically has a characteristic nest style. Some birds do not make nests at all and instead lay their eggs in a simple scrape in the ground. Other birds construct nests from natural materials such as grass, leaves, mud, fur, or man-made materials like paper, plastic, and yarn. Nests can be found almost anywhere on the ground in trees and burrows on the sides of cliffs and and on man-made services, etc. Females typically build nests, but sometimes both parents or just the male will build it. So, birds build nests for their eggs and their youth so that they have a safe space to hatch. Once they've hatched, they still have that nest to house them um, until they're ready to fly. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about building a nest for yourself. And at the Summit 21 conference, Miss Tina, Beyonce's mom, Solange's mom, yes, I know we were in the same room, but she said something that stuck with me during her session. And she said, you have to have a place where art can occur. A sacred place that is dedicated solely to that art being birthed and developed. And that really stuck with me because a lot of times I feel like I can't create to the level that I will want to because I don't have a space that I've designated to be that, to be that place for for art to pass through or be birthed. And this isn't just for artists. This podcast episode is not just for artists. It's not just for creatives. Um, this is for anyone. We as people, just as a generation, people in general, we have to try to build a nest that is safe, um, a safe space for our goals, our aspirations, our dreams, our motivations, all of that. So first, I want to talk about building a nest in another city. Yep, we're talking about moving. Um, I have lived where I live my entire life. I love my city. I've learned so much from my city. But it really wasn't until I went to college in my city that other people's opinion on my hometown started to really make me question this place and even start to resent it in a way. So when I started meeting people in college, people would always say 
You know, how could you have lived here for so long? You need to move somewhere else, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know what I would have did if I was born and raised here, blah, blah, blah. And I started to really internalize those things. And if you are from a small town, you probably feel me on this. If you're from a big city, you probably don't understand this at all. But um, this place, my hometown, has been the birthplace of many of my goals and my dreams and my accomplishments. I've been able to keep my eggs safe here. And now that I'm just about ready to build a nest in a bigger city for more of my goals to flourish, for them to have a place to be born, you know, as Miss Tina was saying, um, what I want you to take from this is that you should never ever let anyone make you feel discouraged or less than just because of where you're from or where you live. Um, listen, big city life is not for everyone. And I know we see people moving to big cities. It seems like as soon as they move, their lives just flourish. First of all, social media is smoke and mirrors. So everything is not always what it appears to be. I tell y'all this all the time. But if that big city scene is not for you, don't feel like you have to move there just because you see other people moving there. And it seems like it's not until they move there that their goals and dreams are starting to really happen for them. But also on the other side of that coin, if the city life is for you, don't let the city that you grew up in, or better yet, the people that live there, the people that you grew up with, discourage you from making that move to a bitter, a bigger location or a bigger pond. Some people will question whether or not you'll be able to make it. But many times, listen, many times people are just looking out for you and they don't want you to get hurt in the process however there are there are some dream killers out there that are just questioning whether you'll be able to make it because they never thought about leaving themselves or they may feel some type of way um about you leaving so they'll project that onto you and remember we learned all about projecting in the congrats you played yourself episode if you missed that Listen to that. That is all about projections and how people will project their feelings and emotions onto you and how we do it ourselves. So don't let others project that onto you. If you feel like a change of scenery is going to be best for whatever you need to do to be successful, research that area. Look at the cost of living. Do some calculations and see if it'll be feasible for you and start saving for it wherever you are now. But once you get there, don't forget why you moved in the first place. Like you moved there, hopefully, hopefully you moved there to get stuff done. And I feel like Atlanta or L.A. would be like the best locations for me to get done what I need to do. Right. So in moving to either of those locations, I'm going to constantly remind myself of the reason for me being there in the first place. And that is to have a place for my nest, for me to build my nest, for my eggs to hatch, my dreams, my goals, my aspirations. So that's the first part that I wanted to share with you all because it was just on my spirit. It was just sitting on my chest for a week now. And I was like, I, I got to tell somebody this. I don't know who has to hear it, but I hope you're listening right now. 
But I also want to talk about building a nest as far as in your home atmosphere. And this may apply to more people. Um, Whether you live in an apartment, whether you live in a room at your parents' house, whether you own a house, whether you're renting, whether you're in a basement, a loft, I don't care what it is. You need to have a designated area in in your place um, that you reside where your work can take place. So I was reading somewhere, I honestly don't remember where, but it said that when you work on things in your bed, you have a harder time falling asleep because your brain doesn't recognize your bed as an area to rest. So if you're always sending emails, if you're always editing, scheduling, planning, and everything else that is related to things that you have going on, if you're doing all of that in your bed, when it's actually time for you to go to sleep, let's just keep it real. Most of the time, you're going to sleep with your laptop, you're going to sleep with your phone, maybe your calendar on the side of your bed while you're on the other side. And I say that because I'm guilty of this. Like, I edit videos, I schedule podcast episodes, I create graphics, um, I line up my calendar of the week, like all in my bed, right? And I honestly have no reason to other than because it's comfortable, because I have a desk in my room, um, I have space outside of my room where I can do all these things, but it's just a force of habit now that I do it in my bed. But in doing that, I find it a lot harder to get a good night's sleep because after I've shut everything down for the night, like my mind is still on everything that I was just doing. And oftentimes I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot to schedule this or dang, let me just check and make sure I uploaded that. And then boom, I'm right back on the computer. I done rolled over, flipped the computer back up and I'm back to it because I don't have a man, y'all. So on one side of my bed, it's just designated for my laptop and my phone. But in doing that, again, my body cannot decipher whether my bed is a place for rest or a place for work. And because I don't want you all to think I'm just coming up with stuff off the top of my dome. It's not just off the top. Here is some information. And this is coming from the Division of Sleep Medicine at Harvard. And they say... Keeping computers, TVs, and work materials out of the room will strengthen the mental association between your bedroom and sleep. Meaning that if you work from bed, it can become more difficult for you to fall asleep because your brain will think that you're in a place of work. So, I was really cutting you all some slack when I said um, just don't work in bed because they are saying don't work in the bedroom, period. But I know that that isn't always in the cards for some people. Um, Everyone doesn't have a quiet home. Hello, I don't. Um, Maybe you have roommates or you live with people and the bedroom is just kind of like your sacred space, your space to get things done. And if that's the case, when, um, if that's the case, try to visit like certain coffee spots and regularly go there because your brain will begin to associate that place with work instead of your bedroom and a quick little example um when I was studying for the GRE and for my listeners overseas if you don't know what the GRE is it is just a test 
they're kind of getting away from it now, but it was a test and exam that you had to take to get into graduate school, which is where you go after regular university. So anyway, when I was studying for the GRE, I would go to the same coffee shop every day at the same time every day. And after a while, it was like my body knew what was up because I had built that habit up. And if you want to read more about habits, there is an awesome book, um, it is called The Power of Habit. I cannot think of the author right now, but I just finished it. It is called The Power of Habit, and it's really good. It breaks down just how habits are formed and how we can do better about creating brand new habits and breaking old ones. But anyway, if you want to check that out, check it out. Um, and if you're like me and you have a desk in the room, but for whatever reason, it's just more so decoration than anything else, Put your desk to work or get a desk if you have room for it and get your work done there instead of curled up in your bed. And if you're someone who has the ability to do work outside of your bedroom, maybe you live alone, I don't know, designate a certain space um, in your apartment or your home or whatever that will be your work slash office area and keep it there. Keep it confined to that particular space, whether it's the desk whether it's somewhere in your home that you designate as your workspace, but just keep it out of the bed. Keep it out of your bed because we are working on being more healthy and health is not always about just what we eat and what we consume. It's a lot of mental things that go into how healthy we are as people as well. And we need to sleep. We need to be able to get a good night's sleep. And in order to do so, you got to keep your work out of your bed. So when your body hits your bed, it knows that it is time to go to sleep not time to scroll on social media, not time to hop on the laptop. So to wrap up everything, this episode was about building a nest or a place, a space that your art, your work, your goals, your dreams, etc. Um, can be safe to come to life. And that can mean building a nest in another city, another state, another country, whatever it is. And if that is the case, do your research and make sure that you aren't moving because of anything anyone else has said to you about what you should be doing. Because at the end of the day, it's you and not them that is going to have to pay those moving fees, that's going to have to pay rent, food, and everything else it takes for you to live in those places. But also, if you know that the move you need to make is somewhere else, don't let anyone deter you from that either. And secondly, build a nest in your home for those goals, those dreams, and the work that you need to get done, etc. That is not your bed. A place that is not your bed um, it's gonna throw off your sleep habits and if you're going to have you know all of that in your bed you're gonna have a much harder time associating sleep with the bed and if you're constantly using it as a desk and a workspace it's just not gonna happen so create a space in your room in your home or a separate location altogether that isn't the bed because sleep is important and you deserve some good shut eye all right that one wasn't all deep and mystical this episode this week this is just very basic information but i hope it helps someone and if you know someone who has been contemplating moving but they've been kind of hesitant about it and unsure share this episode with them and if you have a friend a auntie a cousin them who does all their work in their bed share this episode with them as well or at least share with them what you learned today because hopefully 
we will be, you know, growing as a community to do better as black people or as people in general, because I know it's not only black people listening to me. And if you're not black, thank you for listening to this is information for everybody. But as always, don't forget that you can catch up with us on the Instagram page at Carefree and Black Diaries and on Twitter at Carefree Black Pod. That is Carefree, B-L-K-P-O-D. And keep in mind, y'all, next week is the last episode in this season. Before we go on break, we're going to have a two-week vacation period. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm excited. So see you in the next episode and don't forget to stay black and carefree and we'll see you next time in the next episode of the last episode of season two see you later guys bye